I always tell people, stop worrying about me wearing sliders in the gym. People go, why are you wearing sliders for? I'm thinking, why, why are you wearing your trainers for? Why can't I wear sliders? Why can't I wear a jumper? Why can I wear... I like wearing the same stuff. I don't care. Yeah. Focus on what yeah. I'm telling you instead of... <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I, I don't know. I knew that would be your exact reaction. Um, it would be a case of fuck off, potentially. It just winds me up like... I don't care. I don't care what anyone wears. I don't care what you wear. I don't care what you know what I mean. Like if you want to wear that, wear it. Don't, don't yeah. Mate, I love it. it. You know. You know what? If like if you look back at when I did my when I, when I was like setting up my online coaching, similar position as you. Like yeah. I was so minimalistic. I wore I wore the same like Under Armour shorts for like probably well over a year. The same, and I had the same like Nike Red Free Runs as well for well over a year. They were the only shoes I owned, like the only yeah. ones. And they had the Nike Free Runs had giant holes in them, like JPs, and yeah. the Under Armour. The only the only time I bought new Under Armour shorts was when they ripped right through the anus, like the the, <laughs> the arsehole was just out in the gym. I was doing I was doing prone dumbbell rows, and I went yeah. down to sort of sit on the bench, and like it just yeah snapped, and the um. <laughs> The ass was on show. Yeah, that's when you think, right, I need to get a new pair now. Yeah, that's when I got a new pair and I got the exact same ones. But mate, yeah, being being minimalistic with, with clothing, I think I think is actually like if you look at some of the most successful people, they wear like the same shit every day. Like Gary like Gary Vaynerchuk, like, as much as he's a bit of a meh, you know, meh kind of thing, he's turning into more of a motivational speaker than an entrepreneur. But in terms of um if you look at what he wears, he wears just like casual shit every single day. Um, just turns up to work wearing his uh, really baggy black top, no branded stuff, just just yeah. chilling. Um, it makes and you think think less about the clothes you're wearing and more about what you need to do, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I it's also for me. I I, I feel comfortable wearing the same stuff all the time. Like I don't. If I sit around in a pair, as soon as I get home, if I'm wearing a pair of jeans, I'll take them jeans straight off. Yeah. Uh, so I can't, I don't get how people can sit around. Um, oh, me too. I, I absolutely hate wearing jeans. The only reason, the only reason I was, um, for anyone listening now, I was consulting with George about buying jeans this morning. <laughs> yeah. So he gave me all his, uh, all his pro tips, which uh, are, of course, highly, highly top secret clothing oh. tips. Oh. <laughs> If you want to love, you have to come listen to me and ask, but um, yeah. I'll give you the best uh, information. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know I'll go for that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, I'm comfort and stuff like that. I'm. I, I don't care what. I don't care what I wear at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm more. And like I said, I wear the same. People ask me, George, why do you wear the same jumper going to the gym and stuff like that? I feel yeah. like for me, as soon as I get that on, I'm thinking, right, fuck me, I'm going to the gym now. Um, yeah, that, that's just how I do things. I think well, I'm in my gym clothes, I'm going to the gym. Um, I, and- I, I don't know about you, but I struggle to go to the gym without a hoodie on. Like when it was really hot, I really <laughs> struggled a bit because I, I, love, I love the feeling of wearing a hoodie when I go out and walk to the gym or drive to the gym. Like the feeling of putting on a hoodie for me psychologically makes me think, right, training time. If I go out in a t-shirt, I almost feel like, I almost feel a bit naked when I'm in the gym, like warming up, doing like all my usual warm up bits with a t-shirt on, it just doesn't feel right. Um, yeah. I did it a few times when I was uh, when I was in um, when it was really really hot. Yeah, yeah. 
I was just like, no, this is this is this is not right at all. And if anything, I felt like I was going to get fucking hurt. I felt like I was going to get injured. Yeah. Um, I don't know how. I oh, mate, oh, tell me, but I don't know how people can go in in a vest and just like oh. go for it and like fucking attack the weights. Nowadays, are very just like, what's the point of even having that vest on? Because it's like the tiniest bit of nipple. like string bit around here, tiny nipples are falling out. The back bit is like literally coming down halfway down your back. I'm thinking, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Each, each to their own, mate. If you want to wear that, you wear it. I can give a flying monkey. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, people people will look at what we wear and be like, how the fuck are they wearing that in this heat kind of thing? Um, I was I was the same, actually. Like, if you asked a few people, when I was uh, 15 and 16, I got, like, very new into the gym. There was this brand called, I think it was called um, Ironworks. Ironworks. Oh, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend had a few of their hoodies. I think you could get them off Bodybuilding Warehouse at the time, maybe, um, or something similar. But yeah, they were Ironworks, and they had like a, a, a character with like doing a front double bicep here, and then Ironworks here. Um, they were like they were a really nice fit, like baggy fit. And I all I like religiously wore like a black or a red version of that like, all the time, and even throughout the summer. So for me, it's just like something that came quite quite naturally. I just always felt like like you very similar always felt more comfortable in a hoodie um however i think over time i've got more comfortable wearing t-shirt i think i'm probably from from hearing what how you train and how you keep your hoodie on like pretty much all the time i think i'm a little bit ahead of you in terms of feeling a bit more confident in things like t-shirts in the gym um i feel i feel pretty i feel feel pretty fine in a baggy t-shirt um I hate tight t-shirts though, and uh, you'll never see me in a vest even when I'm lean. I just, I just don't like wearing them at all. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm more. You'll see in some of my videos and stuff like that. I wear t-shirt. I wear t-shirts when I'm a lot leaner, mm. and that's I look. I look a lot better in t-shirts, obviously, when I'm leaner and stuff. And when it's really hot, like when I'm walking around the house and stuff like that, I wear, I wear a t-shirt happily. But in the gym, I'll just pick myself apart if I just uh, wear a t-shirt. I'll just keep looking at myself, if you know what I mean. And sometimes yeah. you spend too much time uh, like looking at yourself in the mirror and stuff like that. You start just going off what the goal is of the session, if you yeah, know what course. I mean. And I hate that. Like, I'll notice little bits and bobs, and I just think, fuck that. I'll just rather stay covered up, get on with what I need to do. Um, and one thing you notice as well, when you do take your top off in the gym or whatever, um, you'll, you'll notice a bit of progression where consistently, if you take your top off or wear a vest or whatever every session, you're not going to notice that slight little bit of inch well, gain. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a little bigger to <laughs> But um, yeah, each yeah. to their own, that's what I say. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. And there's no, no, no sort of hate or qualms to anyone that does decide to wear vests. It's just me and. George are fairly similar in what in what we like to do, but yeah, mate, I th- I think we um we'll give each other, like give the listeners a little bit of an update as to both sort of where we're at. I know we're in we're in a little bit of different phases. To be honest, I'm sort of doing a phase that you just came out of, and you're doing a phase that I just kind of finished a little bit of time ago. So yeah. for you at the moment, where are things at? Like where's where's nutrition at? What's going on with training? And uh, give little people so, obviously who. Potentially talk a little bit about like some things that you maybe haven't covered so much in your YouTube because I know that your YouTube you try and keep them a little bit more condensed. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, feel free to sort of blab away as to what what's going on at the moment, so, mate. 
in total honesty, I've been pissing about last couple of weeks in regards to like the first diet out was just great, uh, taking up my calories and stuff like that. But I'm still doing like cardio five days a week. I just what I, cardio you know me. Really? Say that again, mate. What cardio? Stairmaster. Oh, okay. Twenty minutes post workout, I'll do it every session. Um, and I went through this phase last year with you where I was speaking about it and you were telling me, George, you need to stop, you need to take up that body weight. Mm. And I'm in the same position as before. Um, luckily, right I've kind of... the, the poverty 150s. Yes, mate, I'm 152 at the moment um, and it needs to simply go up. My, my sessions have been pretty average and shit, if I'm honest with you. Um, it will be at 150, dude. Like, so light, so light. Lift, lifts are not going up at all. Um, I don't get me wrong, I'm very lean. Like, I'm probably leaner, uh, as lean as I was in the like 140s, kind of high 140s. I'm pretty much the same there. But yeah. I, I need to be taking things up. Um, I need to stop being scared about getting fat, scared of carbohydrates on a rest day, that kind of thing. And I thought, right, this week I'm scrapping all that kind of shit mm. and um, I'm just going to take up food each week. And that's what I've been doing. I've gained like two pounds this week, which is pretty good. Man, spot. That's better. Uh, I, I took my carb up to 450. I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to hit 450 carb yep. around about 55 grams of fat, give, give or take five grams. Um, and then protein, I've been having about 220 a yep. day, which is roughly about, around about 3,100, 3,300. It's around there. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did go uh, originally from my pushable legs I spoke about. Um, I went to an upper lower, four days on, uh, one day off with the upper lower. Yeah, you uh, did. And, I don't know if anyone watching my story was anything like that, but I spoke about the enjoyment of the upper body sessions. Uh, I just don't find them enjoy enjoyable. Focus uh, is lower, attentiveness drops off. I, I want to finish that session and I want to think, right, I want my absolute bollocks off, but I go home thinking I have more in the tank. I, I had zero pump because I'm obviously doing quite a lot of compound work. The rests are kind of quite long because obviously I'm on a lot of tablet work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing. Like my setup at the moment, I'm still trying to play around my setup. I've been obviously on forums looking at helping yourself up a body split on like a four days on one day off sort of thing. So I don't want volume being crazy high and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Sure. But the enjoy, I've, lower body sessions are fine because I enjoy training. I, I give everything in a, in a lower body session. But the upper body session, I'm just feeling like, right, I've done, I've done that. And I go home and I feel right, like, like I said, I just don't feel like I've worked hard enough. I find them boring um, and the enjoyment's not there, you know what I mean? Like, I like feeling uh, a slight, obviously, with, with a push ball legs, I like to have my main compounds uh, at the beginning and the fluffy work at the end. And normally with the fluffy work, I, I get a great pump and uh, increased blood flow and that kind of stuff. But with that upper body session, I mainly just focus on the compound work. I don't really do much fluff. Um, sure. I mean, and, one way you could look at programming it in the future if you really wanted to do it would be mm -hmm. like having one session which is more compound focused and then one of your other upper body rotations be more isolations and higher rep ranges. So you just, I, I used to program that for a few people that had upper body days, not necessarily an upper lower split. Um, I had a few people that during their contest prep, they ran like um, pull push legs off and then upper lower and the upper and lower sessions at the end of the week were both both more metabolite focused, higher reps, supersets kind of sessions. Um, like, so they do maybe on the upper body day, they do like 
maybe one compound for chest, one compound for shoulders, and then yeah. it would be like a back ISO, and then it would be like a couple of supersets and things like that to finish. And essentially, like the end of the session would be them pretty much like running around the gym a little bit, getting the heart rate up. I did that. I did that. So like I would do on my Sunday session, sorry, Saturday session during prep, it was incline dumbbell press, a seated machine shoulder press, and then it would be a pull-up supersetted with a fly, and then it yeah. would be like a, I think it was an upright row supersetted with a low cable row, and then it was uh, four exercises for arms, so like a, I think it was a barbell curl and a dip supersetted together, and then a tricep push down and a cable curl supersetted together. So, and I could get that session dusted in like an hour and a half, and that's mm-hmm. low for you know my training. You know that's a that's a that's a short session for me. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the one way that you can look at programming it is like when you do when you do feel like the sessions are primarily compound work and you're not getting enough blood flow. Look to separate the the the, the work that you do. Look to focus on you know, mechanical tension, muscle damage in one session, and then more so metabolite focus on yeah. the, uh, on, on the final session of the week. That's one way, but I do understand, mate. I, I like, what is it with people? What, like, what the fuck is it with people that when they come out of deficit, the immediate thing they think of is a fucking upper lower split. Cause I did the exact same. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck it is. What, what, what is this rationale? Like, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Cause but it's fucked it up. Like everyone does it. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I just finished the diet, starting up a lower split. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do it every time, but I feel like what, like my pushable legs isn't broken. So mm. I, I said yesterday, like why change something if it's not broken? And it's not broken for me. It works really well. Yeah. I've progressed well with it. I just thought I'd try something new, which I. Not, I don't regret, but obviously I just learned from doing things, and uh, I, I probably need to do more research into it and sure. experiment. Okay. Yesterday I did a flat dumbbell press, Smith high incline Smith uh, machine, and I did a rack pull afterwards. I'm thinking, fucking I hell, George. <laughs> I, I, that's when I like reevaluated. I was doing. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. No, 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 uh, no, 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 so, no. That's, that's um, yeah, that's going to be difficult to recover from. But I think, you know, from, from my standpoint, you know, if, if I was looking at it from a coaching perspective, I'd be like, okay, so what, what, what are we really looking at in terms of weak points? And the reality is, you know, you're quite a balanced individual, I would say. Like, I don't, I don't look at your physique or any of your shots that I've seen of you and think, wow, like, that's really fucking shit. There's nothing on your physique that's, that's bad at all, I don't think. Um, obviously, you're your worst self-critic, so you'll probably pick individual points that are, that are potentially poor but I think you're quite balanced you just need more muscle everywhere so for you running a split that just basically you can just progress with is what you need you don't need to necessarily prioritize any sort of specific body part I don't think I think you just need to bring up everything um but you know that that sort of brings brings us nicely into sort of training decisions and and where you need to make manipulations and the reality is you, you only really need to change stuff guys when when you do when you do require it and that's that's not as a stimulus for enjoyment necessarily when the goal is maximum hypertrophy you've got to like focus on what's providing you with the stimulus not what's providing you with necessarily the most in, enjoyment um enjoyment is important of course like we've got to enjoy our training but 
I think if you if you are a good bodybuilder, you will enjoy any split and you will get the most out of it because you love training as a as a as a ground level thing. Um, and I think that, like for myself at the moment, the one thing that I identified in my split was that whatever hamstring work I was doing in my final leg session of the week was really affecting what was my pull day on the Monday. So like I usually yeah. train legs on a Saturday. Um, and that leg session was comprising of, of quite, um, sorry, legs on a Friday, uh, legs on a Friday. And then it was upper on Saturdays usually. Um, but sometimes that would be, sometimes that would be different depending on the week. Um, but for me, that's, that's how I'm currently sitting up. So up on a Friday, Saturday, um, would be, yeah, would be legs. I'm going back on myself now, but yeah, Saturday would always be legs. So with any hamstring work on that day, the Saturday, I only have one day Sunday to recover for deadlifting on Monday because I usually deadlift on a, on a pull day. So instead, what, what I did, I made the decision that to progress my deadlift, I had to simply remove the majority of the hamstring work from the Saturday session and make it more of a quad day. So my yeah. Saturday leg session now is literally just quads. So I, yeah. I hack, um, I do like a, a reverse V squat, a narrow leg press yeah, and then yeah. a leg extension and that's me done and then yeah. Sunday I'll recover CNS is still a bit battered but then I go into into deadlifts on the Monday which is now what I deem as a back and hamstring day which you probably a lot of people have seen that done already um, I think JP and uh, sort of the hypertrophy coach definitely popularised that and the hypertrophy coach calls it a nutsack day because it's yeah, yeah. fucking difficult. It's like you have to grab your nuts, nutsack on that day. Um, but it seems to be going well so far, that kind of setup. I mean, I'm only in my first week of trying it, but um, I like it. Um, the, se- <laughs> the session is fucking long, man. When you do like back, so the way that uh, which I set it up at the moment is I deadlift first, and then yeah. I do all my back moves, and then I go back to hamstrings to finish and make it more isolations. How that long, was, that sorry, was, sorry to interrupt that. How long do you spend warming up on your deadlifts? Oh, uh, at least half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. The, the issue the issue this week was it was a little bit faster because I was training with Danny and obviously her incremental loadings are, are much less than mine. Um, so, for example, she'll go like from the bar mobility work to like 60 to 70 and then to like 80 or 90. Yeah. Um, whereas I'm working up like 60, 100. 140, 160, and then maybe 180, and then go time if 180 feels good, maybe 200, it depends. Um, But I haven't lost significant strength on my deadlift as of yet. Um, But I can start to feel the detriment of having a little bit less body fat in certain areas on that lift. Um, Which, uh, but it's definitely the strongest it's ever been at this body weight, for sure. Um, Like I think the last time I was this body weight, I was struggling to pull 180 for four and I got it for eight the other day. So, and that was dead to the hand without belt. With, with the progress pictures you uploaded the other day, you can see your physique, the, the difference from behind mm. the you've made this year, you know what I mean? And, uh, Thanks, buddy. It just was so that um, if you can get stronger over a period of time, yeah. take up your lift, take up your body weight, you will improve. And you'll yeah. improve. All this pulling beltless stuff might actually make some sense 
But apparently, according to science, using a belt actually engages your erectors more. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't personally agree with that. I, 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 there's only so much you can tell from you know research studies and literature and things like that. You know, like there's some, and it annoys me a little bit. I'm sure you get this with some of your clients that you've had coached that you are coaching at the moment. It's like you know they'll ask a question about things that potentially other coaches are going in depth on, like, you know, factors surrounding gut health and and things like this, which at the moment, to be honest, mate, things like that, going in depth on topics like that is a little bit over my head. And yeah. I'm prepared to admit that. So I tell yeah. them, I'm like, you know, whilst there may be other coaches talking about this, please take what they say with some element of a pinch of salt because, yeah, there they might have done, you know, some qualifications or, or read in some research, but at the end of the day, like half the research that we're seeing is actually, <laughs> is actually, is actually done on like people that aren't doing what we're doing. And even some of it is done on fucking rodents, not, not, not humans that they're, that they're, that they're, that they're actually listing this research. So going a bit, <laughs> is that your dog? <laughs> It's very loud for a small dog. Guys, we've been interrupted by George's dog having some sort of hissy fit. I think George isn't spending enough time with his animal. It's a bloody postman. As soon as dog goes mental, if you put oh, yeah, my dog used to do that as well. Hideous. He'll go for it, and it's important that it sometimes. Oh, every every podcast he has to ruin it. I tell you. That's well, no. not ruined. We love okay. a dog. We love a dog little inter- interlude. I haven't got a dog in the flat. I'm not allowed. Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. I yeah. miss having a dog, man. Dogs are good company. Yeah, they are. Like when I, this is pretty off topic. When I come in after my walk, he's always like, he's seeing me and stuff like that. It's quite nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, he jumps no. up and. I know it sounds fucking odd, right? But you talk to the dog like you'll say, hey, mate. Like, it's, like, I don't have anyone to say fucking hey, mate, when I come in here. It's like, uh, what, what do yeah. I talk to? My TV or some shit? Like, you know. So, um, it's, a big, I mean, it's a big thing, actually. You know, I know when you moved in, you were like, make sure you don't get lonely. I was like, yeah, mate, I, I understand that massively. But it is, obviously, when you were uni, you didn't speak to anyone really in the flat that you were living with. Um... It is, it is, it is odd. It's an odd feeling, but I think obviously at the moment having Danny and things like that, and I, I, that 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 helps massively because I'm I'm kind of in between two places at the moment. So I I know that at the end of the week she'll either come here or I'll go up to Sheffield. So it makes it makes things are it makes things feel a lot less lonely. And what I've also found is um, I don't know whether you did this at uni at all, but I I basically especially with the Wi-Fi situation. I go out pretty much, uh, my routine is wake up, shower, grab my laptop, put it in my bag, and go off to a coffee shop. And that, that, that like makes me feel like I'm a lot more social because I'm sitting in a coffee shop with like loads of other people. Obviously it's Birmingham Central, so lots of people use coffee shops as like me- having meetings. So I, can't, yeah. I kind of feel like I'm in an office environment. I get fuckloads done, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I'm on the poverty calories that I'm on at the moment, it helps because I just basically just fast in the morning and then yeah. come back to the flat later in the morning and, and have and have breakfast. And then if I'm training, I'll stay in the flat for a bit and then go out again. 
around about 2 p.m. Um, if I'm not training like today, I'll try and, like I said to you, I literally just messaged George last night. I was like, fancy a podcast? Because <laughs> uh, it can block out some time. Um, oh. And that's, that, that, that actually rolls nicely into a, a, quite a, a decent pro tip for when you are dieting, when you are on low calories. Just, just plan out your days so that you can try and stay occupied and busy. You know, so even if you, the, my motto is there's always something you can do. There is never a reason to say I've got nothing to do. Never, not in this, not in this, not in this world. Um, you can create shit. You can create shit to do. So you can put up podcasts with random people, have a good old random chat. You can, yeah. you can do some updates to your client sheets. You can, you know, write a new program, email a few people back, um, work yeah. on some like for you, work on YouTube videos and things like that. You know, like I was talking to Brandon yesterday and he said he spends like roughly around about three hours editing his videos, um, which is crazy. And I'm obviously not used to that because mine are literally important to iMovie and pull, <laughs> pull down into the, into the bottom bit and export it. So um, how long do you spend editing your videos and, and what, do you, what, what, what for you um, keeps you occupied at the moment? Uh, I... I, uh, it takes me, yeah, a lot of people don't really see, a lot of people just watch the video, you know what I mean? They don't see what actually goes behind the scenes mm. of like picking a video, as you probably know, like it, it takes time and stuff like that. Like you can run into so many problems with exporting things, um, yeah, sure. and all that kind of stuff. So for me, I, I roughly spend about two hours editing my video. Um, I can do it. I get better over time just through practice and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, in, in general, like with me keeping myself occupied and stuff like that, I, I, I like to go on quite, I like to go on walks. I don't know, like walking Absolutely. for me is just something, and I'll put a podcast on or listen to a bit of music or stuff like that. Um, I, don't, I don't do crazy, crazy amounts, like obviously when I'm with Mrs., that's great, when I'm having a rest day and stuff like that, because we can do, uh, we can go out. Done shopping or do something a little bit more spontaneous with our lives, yeah. Uh, and that kind of has allowed me to not always, yeah, find a little bit of a balance, but it takes away sometimes when we constantly think bodybuilding, 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 it, it, it kind of do our heads in, and um, yeah, sometimes like you can just enjoy going to the cinema and just like letting you, not letting your hair down, but kind of just like, relaxing your mind, mate. If you watch the festival. No, I haven't. Take, I haven't take your missus to see the festival. Mate, you will find it so funny. It's such a good movie. Yeah. yeah. It's better than all the um it's better than all the in betweeners like the holiday, you know, when they go on the the lads' holiday? Yeah, yeah. It's better it's way better than that. And it's it's your kind of humour, it's just completely crude yeah. crude fucking humour. Between us the the, the, uh, the T V series is better than the films, I think in my opinion. Yeah. You, you you definitely like the festival, it's very, That's very good. I've seen it on YouTube, like the uh, adverts at the beginning, and I've watched it. I think that was quite good, actually. So uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we, sure. um, me and Danny went to see that, and we went to like this, we went to this cinema, which you know, like some of the cinemas have like upgraded seats and things like that. Yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. This one had like full-on reclining seats and like mega leg room, so you could like properly put your feet up and relax. <laughs> And that is the ultimate like chill out tool, I think, because it's one of it's one of the only environments that I will. Unfortunately, it's one of the only environments that I will fully switch off my phone and not look at it. Um, I I will be suspect to 
look at my phone at least a few times when I'm watching a movie if I was watching it at home. Um, so for me, going to the cinema is, a, is something that I'll definitely use next year or whenever I next prep. I'll get like okay. a I'll get like a unlimited card and just go and watch random movies. One yeah. of my one of my clients, Aiden, who won the UKDFBA Northern last weekend, he's got a unlimited pass, and I remember him saying on his rest days, like he literally, <laughs> I think he watched the same film three times. <laughs> he just took all his food in with him and just put his feet up and just watched it like three times in three different three different uh, three different screens. And then fell asleep in one of them, and uh, yeah. one of the one of the staff <laughs> got him out yeah. of the cinema. Um, so yeah, it's a fantastic tool that I think going to the cinema and relaxing. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I, I haven't been for a while, to be fair, but I definitely will. I definitely will go. I don't. With like taking a girl to the cinema, I'd never do because it was like a date or something. Oh, if you take a girl. To, a, to the cinema for a date. It's the shittest like, first date ever because you don't actually get to communicate with them whatsoever. <laughs> now I'm in a relationship, I can kind of do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. What does your girlfriend eat like? Does she eat completely differently to you? Uh, yeah, mate, I'll be honest with you. She, she's completely... She she has gone to the gym before. Yep. She's not really like a fitness... She, 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 she's. There's nothing wrong with her at all. Like it's, it's down to her. But <laughs> uh, she, she don't eat. She, she cooks me some nice food, nice healthy food. Moroccan. Oh, exactly was in it. Yeah, Moroccan. It's like some of the stuff is unreal, but um, she does love like the dominoes and stuff like yeah, that. Same, yeah. and I'm a bit like shit. What am I gonna do here? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't mind having it here and there, but if it becomes like every weekend. She wants to do that. I'm like, no, I'll tell her straight. Like, no, I'm not doing that. And she's very understanding of what I do and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. she's willing to support me, which is great. Yeah. Uh, if she was willing to break up with me because I eat fucking, I don't know, porridge jokes before I go to bed, then I would, like, get out of my life. I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she's, very, she's very supportive. And like I say, she, she makes me very happy. Um, That's the main thing, Hopefully, I've been waiting for that kind of moment for like years now, you know what I mean? Um, especially for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, mate, we're good. How are you? You and yeah. Danny? Very, very good, man. Exactly the same scenario. Exactly the same scenario. Just support and just the general feeling of being very, very happy with someone. It's, it's, it's good. It's something I've never, I, I can honestly say I've never, never, ever felt like that at all. Um, yeah. Brilliant, yeah, man. not at all. So I've yeah, and I've been in like a few relationships, um, and most yeah. of the time, I'll I said this to Danny the other day, and it probably sounds fucking harsh on the people that I was with, but they won't be listening to this, so there's no issues. Um, <laughs> but I genuinely like I, all I could think about when I was with them is like how when I was going to get away and get back to work. I know that sounds yeah. like ridiculous, but all I'd be thinking about was, you know, oh, I'm missing out on work to do this. Oh, I've got to travel here. I've got to travel that. And honestly, like that never, just never comes into my head at all. Um, if anything, it's just, yeah, it's just comes so naturally, mate. I think that's, and that's what you've got to kind of wait around for is when something feels just spot on. Um, and a lot of things won't, you know, I think it's quite unusual for something to feel spot on. And it takes a, uh, it takes the stars aligning a little bit for it to happen, I think, mate. But I'm glad that we're both in a good position. It's nice and hopefully, um, all being well, I'm sure it will be, we'll transition into whatever we do next year 
with good support networks and that that's huge that's huge um and i've never had a support network like that like in a relationship when i've been prepping i've never had that but i don't think it will affect it at all if anything i think that you know some people had asked me like um i think some people will ask me they haven't yet but they will ask me you know what do you think having a relationship will have an impact on a contest prep and i think that as long as they're supportive of the goal which Danny very much is and obviously your girlfriend is also then I think it'll actually only improve the outcome because having some like I'm not gonna lie man I I feel obviously an overwhelming amount of pressure from socials because I'm essentially if I did come back next year I want to look fucking different <laughs> um, and I want to win and the pressure of that is high but I, will, I want to also, like, do Danny proud. Like, she's an awesome athlete. I saw her at the end of her prep. I want to make her proud, man. So, um, and that, that probably weighs, or it will weigh, more importance to me than proving anyone on social media wrong. Like, I want to make the people closest to me proud. Um, that's, that's the important thing. And I think that will help you as well, mate. You know, you'll want to, you know, if your girlfriend comes to your show, you know, you want to, you want to bring it, you know, you want to do well, you want to be up there doing well. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it only has a positive impact. Will you agree with that? Oh yeah, I, t I totally agree, mate. I totally yeah. agree. If you get through that kind of, um, like, like, like a stage where it gets very difficult, obviously, um, things, yes. things are going to, you're going to be, your mind's going to start playing, you know, obviously you know what crap's like, you know how hard it is, stuff like that. If you can get through that together, and like I say, you're gonna come up pretty stronger. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm well happy for you, mate. It's good to see you uh, with a lady in your life. You know what I mean? Which is good. Yeah. Uh, That's good. But I've got a question for you. I wanted to know because obviously yep. at the beginning it was the road to the 2020. Um, yeah. What made you kind of think right? Because obviously you've been debating in 2019 uh, a lot lately. Sure. Like, what, what, what was the change for you? What made you go not wait out that kind of long game that like you said you was going to do? Um, sure. Because I I I, you have covered it slightly, but I don't think you, yeah, I haven't got like a specific answer as to why you've kind of changed your mind here. Yeah, I, I, I think I already absolutely. know. Absolutely. And put it this way, man, my mind has not changed at the moment. So I've not drop the I've not dropped the hammer on anything just yet um, so essentially one of my biggest things was how long would it take me to transition out of contest prep and I remember that after 2015 competing as a teen I said that I'd take two years before I was going to go and go into juniors um, and it took me six months to realize that I probably wouldn't take two years because I already wanted to get back on stage and even with a suboptimal off season and mate I was in that 2016 off-season before 2017, um, and I think we'll agree that there were significant improvements in one year, um, I was injured for four of those, four of those off-season months, um, yeah. and six of them were probably you know, getting out of the deficit. So yeah. I made significant improvements in that relatively short and probably suboptimal off-season. There were still a lot of things that I could have done better there um, yeah. with regards to a lot of the things that I've learned this year. So, outside of that, the number one variable for me was always health and, like, obviously getting all my 
markers back to where they need to be, feeling good, you know, not having extreme fatigue, um, having a sex drive back, having gusto in the gym, having good strength, all of those things. And I didn't know how long that would take. All right. So I, 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 I had foreseen that I would still be below peak off season levels of last off season at this point. I, I'd foreseen that. I was like, I'm weak. Um, I've been dieting for 45 weeks. It's going to take me yeah. a fuckload of time to gain back this strength, but we'll see how long it takes. It might take two years. I've surpassed a lot of the shit that I thought I would be already behind on by this point. Like, I've already made fantastic progress uh, on yeah. what I thought I, would, what I was going to be able to do. Okay, so surpassing my initial expectations was number one. So I'm already at a better point than I thought I would be this time yeah. last year. Um, so that's number one. Outside of that is, I know that it seems silly, but the whole sport of natural bodybuilding, not that they'll forget about me, but there is a case for staying relevant. There is a case for being seen and getting your physique on stage. Take two years out, no one's going to forget about AJ, but people want to see me on stage. I, I know that. You know, Lee actually, like, Lee, who runs the UKDFBA, did ask me as soon as I... Because essentially what I got from winning the Worlds in the UK was a buy a buy to get through to the finals for the next year. And he was like, are you going to come back and retain your title? And I was like, no. <laughs> so people had already wanted me to step on stage and like do the juniors again. Like To me, that, to, to me, that makes no sense. Um, obviously, to some others, you know, it'd be fun, it'd be cool. And of course, like supporting the sport... But for me, that, that doesn't show improvements. You know, improvements is why I do, do this sport and improvements are what I want to show. So that's, that's one of the, the biggest things there is that I, I already feel like there's, a, there's a, almost a bit of a demand for me to get back on stage. And, a, and um, outside of that, I think from a business perspective, it will be, it will be good. Um, business is always is always good anyway, and I get a lot of inquiries through the clients that I put on stage. But taking yourself through the process is something different, and um, I think where I'm at now, like the routine that I have here in Birmingham, um, is and obviously the support that I have as well is fantastic. Like everything's set up really, really well for me to attack it. Um, a lot better position than I was at the start of my 2017 prep. You know, in terms of like life, business, relationships everything so a lot of the external factors are set up well yeah um in terms of where i'm at the moment obviously the this mini diet phase is a large part due to me wanting to break up my off season if i'm just going to go into another one next year but also to sort of like take away some of the layers uh fill back up again so reverse diet and then sort of see where i'm at but even with taking off some layers and seeing myself quite what i deem as flat you know it's obviously not flat flat but flat for me because carbohydrates are low and um, i can already see i can already see that i've i've, I've made some element of improvements and my hamstrings and my lower body did not look like this when i started prep in 20 it didn't look like this it just didn't it just didn't have like, i turned to the side and my leg would just look like quite one dimensional in most shots um so hamstrings have definitely growing a lot which will help massively in terms of getting the condition on them um yeah. i think arms still haven't grown that much at all but 
will they ever fucking grow? Oh, God knows, because I've been hammering them. Um, but yeah, I will make a, like a, a surefire decision at the start of next year, um, most likely, like after Christmas, to be honest. Um, I'd, I'd say at the moment, it's just just basically how everything is, and it's a lot. It's a, it's a large part, like my gut feeling, mate. I know that it sounds like hippie, like hippie oh. kind of shit. But I go yeah. with my gut on a lot of stuff. I go mm. with like what my true instinct is telling me. And right now, my true instinct is like, yeah, go for it. Because I've seen a lot of really good competitors take do this general like, compete one year, have a one-year off-season. Compete year one year, have a one-year off-season. And it, it, you can't lie, it works. Like These people really do improve. I think competing every year as a natural, I don't think that's too favourable in making improvements. But I think the cyclical having one year off, one year on, one year off, one year on, I think that's pretty good. Um, And I think that keeps you... I think, honestly, mate, if I took two years off, I think at the end of the two years, I think I'd almost be more inclined to take three and then take four. That's what I tend to see. I tend to see people who take two years start to push it even more. They're like, mm, I don't think I'm ready. Something's not quite right. Push it on, push it on. And they start dreading prep, falling really in love with the off-season and just eating plenty and training. And they, they, they start to sort of dread prep and they don't do it ever again. Yeah. Um, and I, at the moment, can't think of anything better than prepping. Like, I am fucking excited to remove all the body fat off my body. Like, yeah. I, I will want to do that. So I want to keep that dry because... Half of the game is up here, dude. If you haven't got it up here, you're not going to do well. So if you haven't got the head on or you're not in the game for the prep, you are not going to finish strong. You're going to finish weak. Um, You're probably going to back out, to be honest. You're just simply going to back out um, or binge or do something stupid. So, yeah, I think that as long as my head is on when when the time comes, it's likely that I'll go for it. And uh, regardless of the outcome, man, like, obviously everyone knows what I want to achieve, which is part of the pressure of the process. But regardless, Mm. as long as I'm improved and as long as I give the process my all and I document it better than ever, I make loads of cool videos, um, I'll be a happy, Mm. I'll be a happy camper. And then I think, um, I think that Danny's plan is to compete in 2020. So that would mean I would have an off season while she was prepping um, which, in my opinion, would probably be a better outcome. Um, it would mean that I could give a lot, a lot more support to that process whilst I take the gas off a little bit. Um, and equally, she could give quite a lot of support to me next year. So we will see, mate. We will see when it comes to the new year. But at the moment, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's it's quite possible. Hope that makes sense. That was quite yeah. long. I always ramble, mate. But hope that that's makes what, sense. That's all about. It's, uh, it's what it's all about. But yeah, mate. Does that clear things up for you a little bit more? Say again? Does that clear things up for you a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of knew um, I, I kind of knew the sort of reasons behind it, but I just wanted to clap because you've never really spoken about it too much online. Um, but I just wanted to kind of clarify. I, I kind of guessed it was a wrap, like something to do with what you've just spoken about. So yeah, Absolutely. Should we cover a few of these questions quickly before we wrap up? Absolutely. Um, 
I'll take one first, and then we'll go into. We'll, I'll take one, and then you take one from yours. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Um, let's go for Cam PT asks, how do you both structure and lay out client documents? Um, I at the moment I I I, I started off with um, spreadsheets, Google spreadsheets. Yep. Then to Excel. Right. Um, Excel. Yep. So far, I'm using Excel, and yep. you can kind of use it on like Google because obviously. Um, Matt, we've got kind of uh, Google Drive, is it Google Drive, something like that. But at the end of the day, I, I basically designed my documents and stuff like that based on what I would expect if I was hiring a coach. So, um, Lovely. I, yeah, if I was doing, like, for example, a program, what would, what would I like to see in a product? I think he mentioned me before saying, uh, he asked me where I got my, temp, uh, my actual template from, and I said yeah. I designed it myself. Um, His name's Cam, Cam PT, man. Yeah, he was like, yeah. Um, yeah, he asked me, yeah, well, he, I mean, I just do it based upon what I expect um, to see when I go through the details like uh, training, how I like to lay out my own programming. It's just based upon myself and one of you what i yep. would expect Absolutely. what about you uh same same thing pretty much uh, well i don't use excel i use google sheets for everything that i do so um yeah i just i use that purely because of the shareability with clients is a lot easier and i don't have to go sort of back and forth with anything so it's not like here's your updated sheet send me it back here's your updated sheet send it back it's literally a case of here's your sheet here's the link this is all we're going to work off you can access it, I can access it, that's it. Job, yeah. job done, Bob's your uncle. I can see that. Um, I've got, we've got another one about coaching, but I've already made pretty much, uh, you got any tips on growing an online coaching business, but we did a podcast about it, so I'm Yeah, we did. Uh, Watch our podcast, uh, we will link it in the description box below. Um, I've got one, I'm currently on uh, at 1,550 calories, but what's the lowest you'd push at 140 pound guy in a last bit of a cut, including extra activity? That's uh, mm. quite a good answer, because the calories are quite low, like. Yeah, cal calories are low, um, but to be honest, you'd have to push it as hard as you need to push it to get the fat off, that's it. Um, so if the fats, if the, if the body weight's not coming down, you're either not moving enough or you're not eating low enough food, like that's, unfortunately as simple as it gets you can't really complicate that process it's a case of just doing the necessary to get get the body fat off um there is never like a lot of people get worried about shit like metabolic damage and all that crap but to be honest like you don't need to you don't need to be worrying about that stuff at that stage you just just you just need to lose weight um and if what you're doing isn't causing you to lose weight uh the large portion of the the majority of the things that are causing you to not lose weight is is you're just simply not in enough of a deficit um yeah. i mean there could be a bunch of things going on externally like stress factors etc but i i personally think that the yeah the, the main thing is just what i said that's it so yeah. you've just gotta gotta get into more of a deficit if you're not losing the rate that you want to lose Simple. I, I, pretty much, I pretty much agree with that, honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I literally agree on that, yeah, pretty much. Um, um, let me take one. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, how to deal with stress caused by nasty comments, family issues, um, or college and university while on prep? Well, obviously you haven't done a prep yet, but you've done fat loss phases, so how do you deal with sort of like the, the stresses of external things when you're dieting? Do you get um, do you get irritable? Do you get angry? Do you throw shit around the kitchen, or do you just take it out of yeah. the gym? Like, what do you do? Um, I I I just if I'm honest with you, I just I I, I get on with it. Like, I know it, it's a hard. Sometimes it's a hard process. Like I I've done I've done quite a lot of many weeks of dieting and stuff like that. It, it can get tough and stuff like that. But I mean. I want to structure. I really like structuring my day. Like it sounds so weird and stuff like that. But I have a whiteboard. You must see it in some of my videos. Yeah. And I just write out what I need to do in that day. Yeah. Uh, and that stops people going insane, literally. Because um, as soon as I rub all that shit off that whiteboard, I can forget about. It. I can go to bed quite peacefully and stress-free. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it sounds a bit petty and stuff like that, but it's just. I plan, I structure my days, I don't, especially in a, de- in a deficit, when I'm, a, when I'm in a surplus and that, I'll be a little bit spontaneous, I think actually I'll go and do something else a little bit different because I can, mm. but when I'm in a deficit, I'm very, like, as you are, quite regiment with things and have a structure and plan, and that helps me reduce quite a lot of stress, um, that might be planning out when I do my work throughout the day, of course. Uh, when I go to the gym and stuff like that, and that allows me to write. Um, I've got a little diary for my, my check-ins and when I have consultations with clients and stuff like that. Great. And I just literally, I, I find structure and planning beforehand is ideal for me. It's what I, the first thing I do in the morning is start my whiteboard. Yeah. Okay. What about you, mate? Yeah, I mean, same thing really. Um, with, with stress for me, I wouldn't say that I'm an individual that really does get stressed. Um, I think if I ever feel like anxious or stressed out, I will just simply take my foot off the gas a little bit, like sit down, chill out, do some breathing. Um, if I'm at, if I was at home and I got stressed, I'd take myself into a different room. So like if you know my sister was annoying me or dad was annoying me or whatever, I would just take myself into a different room, go for a walk, and just get out of the environment. Try try not to react adversely to stress. I think your reaction will dictate how you deal with it. So yeah, just just try and sort of calm yourself down, take yourself to a different environment, um, and like George said, definitely structure your day because that's um, that's a huge factor in terms of just because you getting behind on tasks will massively influence how you feel. Um, you know, if I'm ever behind on something, I always get a bit stressed out. So um, I like to be ahead of the game as opposed to behind it. You know. So yeah, I think that's a good answer. Um, I've got one. Um, what's your average time gap between finishing your post-workout and your po- uh, finishing your workout and your post-workout meal? Um, for me, usually it's about anywhere between half an hour and an hour, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't rush. Um, I don't rush at all. I. I don't. Uh, if I bring my post-workout to the gym, which I sometimes do, um, then what I'll tend to do is sit down, um, I'll write like an Instagram post after my training and yeah. then I'll just sort of like breathe a little bit, sit down, try and chill out, bring yeah. my, essentially from a digestion point of view, 
you want to be in a parasympathetic nerve. You want to be in the parasympathetic nervous system to digest your food optimally. That is the rest and digest state. Okay, and, and tra- training is going to elevate your or get you into more of a sympathetic nervous system. So we want to return back into parasympathetic as quick as we can. The best way to do that is to chill out. Um, yeah. You can take post-workout supplements like magnesium, um, ashwagandha, L-theanine, etc., etc., to potentially aid that process. Um, but resting, like sitting down, resting, chilling out, is the best way to get into that state. And then you're only going to uptake your food better by being in that state post-workout. So having a bit of time gap between you finishing your last set and then eating is, is probably ideal. You know, just cramming in your food after for the sake of cramming it, not ideal. Um, that's why I don't, that's why I really, I'm, I'm not jealous of people that have loads of PT clients because they have to cram their training in rushed, cram their pre-workout meal in rushed, and then after training, they're cramming in something as well. So when calories are high, being a PT is fucking awful for the digestion. Awful. Um, but, you know, when you're dieting, it's great. It keeps you busy. Um, but I would say to PTs, you're probably better off doing something like this. So if, let's say if you train, um, I would either do one of two things. So during your training, have intra with carbs and protein. So either Pepto-Pro or EAs. And then if you roll into your next client straight after training, then I would not eat um, and I would schedule a gap after that first client to then eat your post-workout meal. Um, yeah. So that would be an hour after you finish training, which would be fine. Um, now, outside of that, the other option is if you're not having intra, immediately after you finish training, have either 20, 10 to 20 grams of EAAs or like a, a whey isolate shake, then go into your client and then eat a whole food meal an hour later after the client. Um, that's what I would always do is just don't neglect the importance of sitting down and eating in a, in a relaxed state. Um, especially when, cal- well, to be honest, whenever calories, like, or wherever, you know, you need, you need to prioritize digestion. It will, it will aid you in all phases, not just, not just gaining, not just gaining. Um, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, I, mate? That's the same, the same with me. I obviously between probably about half an hour to an hour afterwards, um, Again, I like to just shove something on, uh, like when I get home, uh, whilst cooking my food, I like just watching like perhaps maybe a YouTube video, just yeah, kind yeah. of Same. relaxing, and like again, I normally do an Instagram post as well when I come back, yeah. uh, and things like that, yeah, I'm very, very much the exact same as you. Just um, chills you out a bit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just very straightforward, like, I, don't, I don't take any supplements or anything like that, yeah. uh, I just honestly just think, right, Sessions done, just kind of wind down the day, and it really helps. Um, mm. One question for you though is um, after your post workout, when, how long is the the time between the next meal? Um, uh, about an hour usually. Yeah, that's that same with me. I literally eat about an hour after I'm my post. I'm most hungriest at that point of the day. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So usually it's like at the moment it's. Uh, uh, some like salad leaves, greens, very low calorie, low fiber stuff, and mm. uh, a packet of the Thai jasmine rice, about 150 grams of raw white chicken, that's post, and then secondary post is oats um, yeah. and egg whites. Um, I've got into, well, I say I've got into, Danny got me into the whole putting egg whites in your oats things. 
Mate, it's fucking, it's, it's a game changer. She told me it was a game changer. I tried it and I did it all wrong. And I was like, this is disgusting. Who even are you? And then she told me how to do it properly, which is to cook the oats first. So okay. you cook the oats first and then you add the egg whites and then sort of like cook them into it a little bit. And make it like, you can make like 100 grams of oats, which is usually like, okay, it's like an okay amount of oats. I usually like 120 or 125, 150. Like that's usually my preferred amount. Um, but you can make 100 grams seem like 180. Like mm. it, it massively increases the volume of the oats. <laughs> and then top it with blueberries and it's like, yeah, it's really fucking good actually. So uh, kudos, kudos, kudos to Danny on that one. Um, yeah, I think we'll, uh, we'll pretty... <laughs> the, Danny's actually asked a question, which is more directed at you, I think. Um, <laughs> it's about you buying um, your girlfriend a uh, kebab on one of your on one of your vlogs you said oh. you've got to treat your missus to a kebab so she's yeah. made it quite relevant to that apparently uh well the question is if you're going to make your own takeaway business what would you call it and what food would you sell i would i would be a turkish um <laughs> i'll do the old turkish i'd do the old chicken sheesh yeah uh the kebab the dollar kebabs would be proper like me it'll be like I don't, oh, don't get me started. We've got one called, uh, just down the road from me, called Effie's, and oh, I'll go there. Sometimes I'll go there if I can, and yeah, there's yeah. like couscous, rice, grilled um, charcoal chicken, I think it is. I don't know what I'd call it. I'd probably call it, oh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Georgia boys. Know. <laughs> but, yeah, she, we go to that, Pe- Pepe's, is it? She likes that chicken pitta, something like that. It's like, just pretty much like a, pizza bread with chicken in it it's right <laughs> I just <laughs> loved watching that vlog um, it's so funny when you're like you've got to treat your missus get her a chicken pitta <laughs> <laughs> she likes that kind of stuff you surprise them with food they'll love you they'd rather that than uh, how's washing or something like that mate food. Danny would fucking chuck me out of her flat if I gave her a chicken pitta <laughs> <laughs> she, she prefers some fucking egg white oats <laughs> 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 oh dear but that was funny that's cool um, right mate I think we're coming up to an hour I think people will probably had enough of our voices by now but that flew by so um, we will we'll leave it here as usual we'll link any of the most recent podcasts that we've done in the um, in the description box below if you want to watch any of the others um, thanks for tuning into our voices for an hour if you've liked this please share on your your IG stories, tag us in it as always. I'm sure this one will be as just as popular as the others. And uh, from your from your grey hoodie friends, that's it for that's it for this one. We'll be back. We'll be back at some point soon. I'm sure we'll hook up again. Um, but it's always a pleasure, Georgie mate. Yeah, I appreciate it. One thing we I'm gonna do, and I promise you, is I'll, I'll come up to Birmingham whenever you're free, yes. mate. Yes. I will. Birmingham isn't isn't far from me on the train or yep. car journey. It's fine. I'm I'm like a ten ten minute walk from New Street Station, so and that's the biggest one in Birmingham. So where you live is where my hotel pretty much was. Um, for like that thingy, so I know where that's everything is. Um, Perfect. Time. So yeah, mate. Honestly, give, tell me the next couple of weeks or so. And, uh, yeah, let's get a date booked in. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can come up for a couple of days if you want, man. Anything can come up for the day and all that kind of yes. stuff. If you wanna, I don't know. If you're out in your deficit, go out for some sushi or something like that. That'll be good. Yes. Do whatever. Do whatever.
Fuck yes, absolutely. We'll organise that. People will look forward to it. I'm sure. Oh. Um, get a vlog on. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Yes, definitely. See you in a bit.